Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hardcap, everybody. My name's Peter, and I'll be your host today. And joining me, as always, are Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing, Chris? Great. Super great. How are you, Peter? <laughs> well, as this always, I'm... Go around in a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just like Duck, Duck, Goose. It's just, <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> That's Isn't that the adult version of Duck, Duck, Goose? Let's hey, be honest. That's how, how we do it hey, here. Hey, how you doing? Ready? Hey, how are you? Good. How are Hello. you? Good. Hey, how's that guy? Mm-hmm. Good. He's good. Oh, yeah, he's good. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Oh, and hey. if you say anything other than good, you're just a, you're a pariah. You'll never get asked again. Yep. Because they don't. Yeah, like no one, no one really cares about you know what's going on. Like if you start going into your day, it's like no, that, uh, that wasn't what the question's for. It's just don't, yeah, <laughs> don't cordial, be that person when yeah, somebody says, "Hey, cordial, how's it going?" Hello. Oh, I'm tired. You know what? I didn't. I didn't want that. I wanted a <laughs> "Hey, how's it going?" Good. You great. Cool. Bye. That's right? all I want. I don't want. I'm tired because now I feel obligated to say. Uh, why why, why are you wrong? tired what's going on oh, what happened there <laughs> it's like we, no we all didn't sleep well we're all tired yeah <laughs> let's just exactly. move on we're and at you know work <laughs> alex i didn't sleep well because i stayed up last night and i watched some winning time that new show on winning winning i i'm i'm so excited for this thing man that first episode was bananas alex what did you think of it you know, I'm going to take it for what it is. It's it's a TV show. It's uh it's dramatic and it's it's good. But it's it's yes. not real life. It's not no. I I I can't I wouldn't I, want it know, to the, be real life, man. Right. Yeah, it'd be boring. You know, if if Jerry West was a sane man on that show and wasn't throwing his trophy <laughs> to the to the wall to the glass. Oh my gosh. The stuff By the way, he spo- does with that, with that finals MVP trophy is beautiful. So like, just for those out there who don't know, Jerry West won the finals MVP when his team actually lost four to three in the finals. And it, he shows you just how much he respects that trophy during the first episode. It's fantastic. <laughs> and like they made no, they make no mention to him winning the championship. Like he's the ultimate winner loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he goes against Boston Celtics, loses each time and that's it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, oh, they, they so make good. note that he uh, he didn't want Magic Johnson, which is the truth. He didn't want Magic Johnson. He thought he was too tall to play point guard. But um, I, I doubt they were making him a scout afterwards if he was that really upset about it. <laughs> right. He's... Oh, yeah. The stuff he does on the golf course. Oh, mercy. I don't want to ruin anything for guys, but please, just you need to no, watch this stuff. I guess no, it's, not I did a, get... it's not a spoiler. It happens, but. I did get a spoiler when you, here. When you guys sit down to watch it, do you find yourself yelling, it's showtime. Exactly, Chris. You know, the show yeah. was actually was supposed to be called Showtime, but they nice. didn't call it. They ended up not doing it because, you know, obviously. Because it's channel. on HBO. You know. Right. Yeah. Although, yeah. wouldn't that be the ultimate, like, oh, <laughs> uh, we're bigger than you. We're calling our right? show Like, showtime. we can do what we want. Right. You know, show about dragons <laughs> and whatever you're named. <laughs> One thing that I absolutely love about the show, they chose to, uh, to cast Danny Noonan from Caddyshack. If you guys remember who that is, he's the main character of Caddyshack, the one that wasn't funny. He plays Jack Kent <laughs> Cook, and he plays him as such a d-bag. It is the oh, it's it's precious. I absolutely Dude. love it. Oh, I didn't realize that that, that girl, that lawyer, she's the young girl, and this this makes me feel super old. But she's the mm-hmm. young girl from Uncle Buck. <laughs> 
I was right? like, I recognize that face. Where have yes. I seen it before? <laughs> oh, and that, like her face is the exact same. Exact same. It is. Only with a few wrinkles so cool. here and there. But it's the exact same. And I'm like, who is that? I've seen her before. <laughs> and then, yep, Uncle Buck, the small little girl. I'm like, exactly. oh, man, we are, we are too old now. <laughs> For real. And I, I do, I, I also love like what they did with Norm Nixon. Now I, I totally, there, there's a scene in that, in the first episode where they actually, Norm Nixon and Magic Johnson play a game of one-on-one against each other. And I, I, you know, in real life, apparently that never happened, but it was such a cool moment. I just, I love the way that Nixon was just like, Hey man, I don't want you on my team. Maybe you need to spend another year in college, figure your stuff out. Like he had no respect for a six, nine point guard. It was amazing how like height uh, specific they were back then. I just I love the fact that when they first started to play one on one, he still was wearing his fur jacket. <laughs> like, right? I gotta take my fox off with his fur my coat. Fox is getting too hot. <laughs> and Magic oh, does a, a move, and he okay. You know what? Let me take this serious. But yeah, he's walking around with a fur coat in the beginning, and it's it's spectacular. But oh, um, what I'm a little annoyed about though is the hmm. I love the guy who's playing Doctor Buzz. I think I hit the arrogance and the coolness that he oh. plays with that character yes. is, is just phenomenal. But what's his name again? John the C. Actor. Riley. Yeah, he's originally from Chicago, and I'm glad I don't know yes, his name because I'm I'm giving up on him. But he switched his fandom from Chicago to the, to the Lakers, and and that, that just upsets me. <laughs> Sets me to no end. Keep your fandom. The Bulls were still good. Come on. I mean, we had our, our moments too I mean, after the. the there's the nobody Jordan else era. we know that's done that before, right? I was gonna we say, don't, <laughs> we don't know anybody. No, no close no. to us that's done that, right? Nope. I give no, him a pass. No. I give him a pass because Who? he's not following the Lamorne? team. You give Lamorne. He's a not pass? following the team. He's following the player. And there's a lot Whatever. of people I know following the player. <laughs> okay, but fair, he gave up fine. on the team at the same time, Alex. That's the problem. I don't think he did. So you're saying that he wasn't he wasn't uh, following the Bulls when Rose was playing well. He wasn't, he wasn't even following them. He wasn't a fan. They they weren't they weren't the B team for him. Yeah, but when you grow up in a town, they should not become your B team. That's what I'm referring to. Like if he wanted LeBron James to be his B team love, I would respect that. But he took LeBron over Lebu. That was I mean, remember that was me with Iverson. The 76ers were my B team, right? I loved watching Iverson play, and I would try to yeah, catch like me any with Sixers game that I could. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it never changed the way I felt about the Bulls, Lamorne. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the real the well, true test will be we, we need when, to we need yeah, to bring him right. on. <laughs> when and, he's and when LeBron retires, what happens? What happens yeah. when when LeBron's gone? I actually when when we went to the All Star game back in twenty nineteen, let me just drop that name there. When we went to the All Star game, I actually got well, it's his not really a name. It. Oh, yeah. let, me, let me drop said. that situ- <laughs> let me do a situation drop then <laughs> yeah um but no he gave me the answer and and i'm not going to spoil it because i want him to be able to say it if he wants to say it but he gave me the answer to that question chris well you and- know what i respect him for being brave enough to do whatever he wants to do because at the end of the day we all get we just got to do what we want to do as people that's true happiness right there I will say it is annoying being a Bears fan and not being able to switch allegiance. <laughs> like I want to do it so badly, yeah. <laughs> but I, feel I just there. can't. Right? Like I give him props for that. every year. Like, every yeah. year, like, well, maybe they can be good this year. Like, no, I know we are, we are fools. I just don't even know. I don't even know. And I believe we'll be talking a little bit about that later on this episode as well, especially a very big move that happened 
recently. Um, but I just want to let you guys know that we do want to talk more winning time. Uh, we are going to be keep bringing up that show um, probably in a few weeks. We're going to go ahead and recap the first few episodes, and then maybe we'll go episode episode by episode after that. Chris, highly recommend you catch up with it, man. It's it's well worth your watch. I'll catch it. I'll catch it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, do we have any corrections? All right, so I have I have two quick corrections that uh, Chris made, and I'll, I'll I'll correct it for him. But um, he had stated <laughs> in one of the questions. No, I'm sorry. These these are both my mistakes. Uh, but uh, he <laughs> there we go. He had stated. <laughs> he almost had so, me there. So, <laughs> yeah. so for that for that uh, Bob Pettit uh, question that we had there, where I was talking about, uh, you know, only two players had uh, ever scored 50 points in the closeout game of the, uh, NBA finals. You, you, well, you had guessed LeBron and I had mentioned that LeBron scored uh, 55 points, but it was actually 51 points. So, uh, correction on that. And also Bob Pettit did not win in 67. It was actually 1958. That's when he had that 50 point performance in game six. Wow. Oh, that's right. Cause the Celtics owned the sixties, didn't they? Yeah. I knew it was in one of the breaks and I thought it was later on instead of earlier on, cause they won in 57. Then he won in 58, and then they won from 59 to 66. <laughs> and I think Philadelphia won in 67, and then Boston won in 68 and 69. Oh, wow. The Celtics during that. And once again, in winning time, they do a great job of kind of going over those victories. Oh, I know. And just every time, Jerry West got more and more pissed off. Uh, it was so good. Man, that casting for Larry Bird was really cool. I mean, he looks like Larry Bird. Yes. I mean, you only see him for a split second there, but it is really good. And uh, did you guys, did you see who they're going to have play Pat Riley? No. Adrian Brody. Ooh, nice. That's awesome. That is going to be, I am looking forward to that one too, because that dude, he can, he can really do it when he wants to. Definitely. Definitely. I thought you'd say Willem Dafoe because he's terrifying. That would have been sweet because Pat Riley is Pat Riley is still terrifying. Pat Riley yeah. looks like a mob boss. Yeah, he does. That in man a cool, can fill a cool suit. Way, I guess I don't know. In a terrifying way, Chris. Terrifyingly yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah. He. You. He. Who? Hey. <laughs> no, more, Pat Riley's just more like. He just looks at you, and you're just like, I'm gonna yeah. shut up. I being quiet was not great for the podcast, but I was making. No, I was about to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, well, I saw the funny funny thing you, you made me think of something. I saw something recently. Draymond Green was talking about how he, when he first came to the league his rookie year, he was trash talking Tim Duncan. And, and he's like, and I was trash talking and trash talking and trash talking. And the dude wasn't saying anything to me. Like he just ignored me. And then eventually he just kind of turned halfway around and just looked at me. And then he didn't stop looking at me. And I didn't know what to do. <laughs> So I just decided I'm not going to trash talk Tim Duncan anymore. Oh, so, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was Tim like, Duncan stare. The stoic that's, stare of Tim Duncan. That's brilliant. Big Aristotle doing it. <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. I'm going to use that in real life. If somebody gets mouthy with me, I'm just going to stop and look at them for a while to the point where mm-hmm. it's just so much discomfort for them that they're just like, all righty then, bye-bye. And they walk away. You know the oh, funny that's... thing is, you hear those in-game stories of MJ, Larry Bird, Gary Payton, and all that. Uh, this is the first Tim Duncan story I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he's not a trash talker, so this is like no, this not is the at all. Only time I've heard anything. He's the about anti-trash this. talker, yeah, right? Like you know, he just beat you with his play. I mean, he was just fundamentally sound. Like he was just great. <laughs> oh, that's why <laughs> right. big first... fundamental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great story, Chris. 
Oh, that was awesome, man. Well, we're going to hear some more stories later on today. We are going to have another episode of the Hard Cap Court with your famous Judge Alex presiding. And of course, after that, we're going to have Alex's Trivia Questions of the Week and Matt Gets Answers. So this is a, Alex, this this episode's on you, man. This better be good. Oh, it's crap. But, you know, listen in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen in. We thank our 11 listeners as they keep listening every week. We don't know why you keep doing it, but we appreciate it. Hey, God bless I know why. Heart. We're hilarious. You know what? We are hilarious, Chris. Kevin will say so when he takes an Apple podcast review and puts it in for us, won't he? Sweet. Oh, right. <laughs> well, it's only going to be one star because I still have not reached out to him about getting a beer yet. So, Kev, oh. if you're listening to this... Yeah, that's 1,000% on me, man. I told you I'd give you a call, and it hasn't happened. In the next three weeks, we're getting a beer. Kev, five-hour drive, bro. I'll see you up here in Minnesota. Come on up and see me. Damn. Man, I'm gonna lose to that's that faster one. than Peter. It's three weeks or five hours. You take your pick. Oh, you mean five hours from now, Chris? It's going to be cold outside. We'll sit out on the deck, look out at my yard, enjoy a cold one, and... Uh, it's probably going to be a cold one. It's probably going to be like 12 below zero. So wear a coat. No, 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 Chris. Oh, it's going to be a cold one. All right. Oh, yeah. it's going to be real cold. <laughs> it's a beautiful day, though. Mm, the sun is out. Oh, you know, that's good for the it's snow melting, right? Mm-hmm. It's old. When it's, it's not. Cold. It's not out. It's old. Oh, it's old. It's old. Sun's old. The sun is old. <laughs> and I got we to wear should, a coat. We should move on, eh? <laughs> All right, that's a good call. Alex, last week's trivia question. I, I know I didn't respond to it. My apologies there, but what was it again? And let's uh, let's hear that answer. Chris, did, did you respond to it? Is it your trivia question? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all of our trivia questions. Anyway, here's the question. <laughs> Whatever it is, collusion. Okay. Okay, and this is an easy one. I feel like you guys should get this one. We've talked about this player before. Uh, but this player... Is one of the top NBA 75 players, all right? One of the best players of Wilt all time. Chamberlain. He is on that list. Yes, you're right. He went on to coach after he retired from playing in the NBA and retired as a coach with the most games. At, you already know. That he I coached do. the most I games do. in NBA history. Wait, do you want to let Chris guess first? Well, I mean, yes, Lenny, I Wilkins, let guess first. Lenny Wilkins had the most wins, and I think he also coached the most games. So correct. I'm gonna go with welcome. Yeah. I was I was gonna try to trick you guys up and put like this this coach has the has lost the most games in NBA history. But <laughs> I, 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 did, I wanted to give Lenny Wilkins more props. So I, I went with the uh, coached most games in NBA history. But yes. It's amazing. Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins has just been around for the most games in NBA history. That's I know. that's really the record I mean, there. He started coaching while he was playing, so he got a little bit of a head start. But yeah, Lenny Wilkins. Do you know if he ever won a championship? He did with the uh, super. Uh, I think they would call it, yeah the Seattle SuperSonics at the time. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, it is time for Judge Alex to take over. We have worn our suits. We have sat down and stood up for the judge. It is time for the hard cap courts. Judge Alex presiding. How's everyone doing today? All right, so here's here's hard cap court. All right, hard cap court is you guys debating against each other. I'm gonna bite my tongue and not give me give an opinion, 
but I may ask you for uh, further explanation of your opinion, so be ready for that, okay? So here's the first case that's coming in, and this is an interesting one, all right? It's the it's Russell and Wentz versus Denver and Washington. Uh, there was a trade that happens for both those teams, and last year, Chris, you were kind of down on both those quarterbacks. You, you, you kept Russell out of your top 10, and you weren't a big fan of, of uh, Carson Wentz. Peter, you're on the opposite side, all right? You're actually high on both those guys. So I won't go into the nitty-gritty of these two trades, but basically Russell was traded to Denver, and Seattle got two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and uh, a few other picks and players, but those are the, you know, the main uh, main things. And then uh, for uh, Washington, they gave up uh, two-thirds, and one of the thirds can become a second-round uh, second draft pick if he plays enough. Uh, snaps. So, who overpaid for their player? Alex, I am going to let... Oh, I'm sorry, Judge. Forgive me, Judge. Uh, Thank you. Your you honor. almost got penalty on that one. I oh, did I say that there honor. will be a winner and loser, so <laughs> keep on your toes, folks. <laughs> keep on your toes. <laughs> your Honor, I am nothing but a simple suburban man, <laughs> and I want you to know that Carson Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks to have ever played Whoa. the game of football. Now, I'm kidding. I don't believe he's one of the worst quarterbacks, but I definitely am not a huge fan of his. The reason why I was so pro Wentz last year is because Chris kind of thought he was the Antichrist for a while. So I just had to kind of go sucks. up against it. Exactly. We know. We know, Chris. So, but having said that, I still believe that the Washington Commanders overpaid more than the Denver Broncos did, and for the simple reason that Russell Westbrook is still a great football player. Uh, while he may not have been top 10 last year, I believe that he still has it in him to be top 10 QB. So Russell Wilson, no matter what Denver gave up for him, Denver is now a Super Bowl contending team with him, whereas Washington, regardless of what they gave up, barely got any better with Mr. Carson Wentz. I rest my case. Your right, Honor. Chris, what do you got? Your Honor, listen. Denver overpaid. Now, to be very clear, Russell Wilson will be better in Denver the first year than he was in Seattle the last two seasons. So are you agreeing However, with me that it was your his honor, coaching? Your Honor, this is my opportunity to speak. Okay? <laughs> your Honor, I have the floor. So here's the deal. Well, the, Denver well, overpaid. They gave, the their, judge there. they gave away their first and second round picks for the next two years. So hypothetically speaking, what happens when they need offensive linemen? What happens when they have a catastrophic injury? What happens when they lose somebody to free agency? They cannot bring in high-end talent to put around Russell Wilson. So my contention at this point is that Russell Wilson, yes, he is still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably going to make his way into the top 10 this year, assuming his receiving core stays healthy and now that he's gotten away from Pete Carroll. However, I still think they overpaid by dropping two first-rounders and two second-rounders plus a fifth-rounder. And those two first-rounders and second-rounders are the next two seasons. So that hurts. That hurts really, really bad for these guys. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an interesting point. I hear Von Miller is actually thinking about going back to Denver, so that's a, a nice piece, so a nice addition that they can have for their team. But, you know, as much as I liked your point, uh, Peter, Chris, you're going to win this one. 
Um, I'm in that camp. I'm in that camp that, you know, if you trade too much draft capital, you're going to hurt your team in the long run. And that's really what happened with the Bears and Khalil Mack. So going into our second question here, Khalil Mack was traded today to the San Diego chart with the LA Chargers. I'm sorry. And he was traded for a second round draft pick and a sixth round draft pick. Did the Bears get enough for Khalil Mack? Your Honor, they did not. Khalil Mack struggled with health. I get it. But they did not get enough for him. In my opinion, Khalil Mack is a game-changing player in the NFL. You have to game plan on your offense when you're about to play the Bears, and now the Chargers, to go up against Khalil Mack. And therefore, he's an absolute impact game-changing player. So for that reason, they should have received multiple second-round picks or first-round pick and a second-round pick. They didn't get enough, and I'm disappointed again with the return on a trade from the Bears to another team, and every single time we trade a high-profile player from Chicago, we get hosed, and I'm sick and tired of it. Good point. Peter, what you got? Yorana. I am just a simple suburban <laughs> amateur lawyer, but I know ho-punk when I see it, all right? And what Chris just mentioned right there was a whole load of hooey. Khalil Mack is, when healthy, just as the man said, one of the best players in the league. The man can get sacks, the man can overpower teams when he needs to. Now, he has not been that man these last two years, Yana. He has not been that man. He has been injured. And when he's been playing, he's had moments, but he has not been able to take over games the way he did his first season. I wanted the Bears to get more for Khalil Mack than they did. Specifically, I wanted them to get at least two picks in this year's draft, whereas they got the second round pick this year and a sixth round pick next year. I wanted the Bears to do better, and the Bears needed to do better. But first round picks? I mean, maybe one, but that is asking for too much. I say that the Bears did get hosed, but not nearly as bad as my compatriot believes. <laughs> my cousin Peter, Vinny much? Yeah, Peter, I want to I want to give you this one, but I'm not liking that accent. So, <laughs> but I'm still going to give it to you. You know, these defensive players, especially these older defensive players, you don't get that much for them. I mean, they're not the quarterback. You know, the, you have these the, the Seattle Seahawks just letting go of uh, their top uh, defensive player in Bobby Wagner. He's, he's the same age, about 31 years old as well. So, unfortunately, you know, you just... Uh, and by the way, a great possible pickup for the Bears, too. A great pot. That'd be great. That'd be great. And, you know, to be honest, I love uh, Khalil Mack with, uh, Sandy, uh, with the Chargers. Excuse me. And I think he's going to be a great fit over there, and he's going to be great for that team. they got a good young quarterback. The team is on the up, uh, up and coming, so I, th I think he's going to be a great fit over there. But anyway, yeah, back to our question. A second round and sixth round, I think, is, is all you can kind of ask for for Khalil Mack. Uh, so they did not. They got you know pretty much what their what his worth is as a defensive player. So moving on, uh, that's one win for Peter. That's one win for Chris. So next question: Kelvin Ridley was suspended for the upcoming football season and will forfeit his eleven million dollars salary for betting on football while he was away from the game for health issues. He he only bet fifteen hundred dollars on his team to win, not to lose, but to win. Does the punish, punishment fit the crime? Your Honor. Actually, Your Honor, 
We're going to do this the right way. Your Honor, I, I respect Calvin Ridley's right to, to make bets as he sees fit. It is a free country. The, the, the betting is legalized. And not only that, but if you watched any football this past season, you noticed that pretty much every advertisement was about betting, was about sports books, was about betting online, using your phone, using the app to bet. Like, they pumped so much money into it now that sports betting is legal in multiple states. However... Calvin Ridley was aware of the punishment for this crime. And I shouldn't say crime. The punishment for breaking this rule. He was aware of the collective bargaining agreement that made this possible. However unjust this law may be, and he was, let's let's be fair, he was betting for his team to win in these parlays. Now, my, me personally, I wouldn't want any of my players betting, and I wouldn't bet if I were a player. It just doesn't seem right. But... What he did was wrong because he knew the consequences of his actions. Therefore, I say that uh, it was fair. Um, one full season, that does seem a bit harsh, but once again, he knew what he was getting into. He copped to it. He did whatever he needed to do. He worked He worked along with the NFL each step of the way. So hopefully, maybe, you know, middle of the season, he can appeal, do something to try and get it reduced. But... I, I don't think that uh, the NFL did anything wrong in this time. All right, Chris, what you got? Your Honor, the punishment does not fit the crime. Okay? Look, A, not a crime. B, too much. Okay? I get it. It is a rule, and I agree with my opponent here. I agree with him that Ridley knew the rule, and that's okay that it was a rule. It should be a rule. But the punishment for an entire season and forfeiting your salary for a whole year is asinine. He didn't bid against his his team. He didn't he didn't cause his team to lose. This is not a, a White Sox Black Sox situation. Okay, this is very different. I can see a six game suspension, an eight game suspension, fine. But you you. The, the NFL is suspending players entire seasons for for smoking a you know marijuana or which which is being used by the way to help with pain in the past right we're talking about things they've done in the past right the NFL would would suspend players look at Josh Gordon for an entire year for having marijuana I'm just saying like there are some intense punishments going on and it doesn't always fit the crime so in my in my opinion in this case it's another overreaction especially considering the fact that he's been so willing to work with the NFL and be transparent on the situation. Having confidence in your teammates, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's that's a great point, Chris. He, you know, I, I feel like he didn't know the rule, Peter, and, and that is a strict rule, but the reason that the, the league has to overreact is because of the partnership that they have with these betting companies. They want to make sure that there's no one with insider information betting on these games. So that's why that overreaction had to occur, but it's still an overreaction. So yeah, hopefully he does get it minimized and hopefully he does appeal, um, but uh, it, it is extreme for it to be an entire season. So I'm, I'm gonna give this one to you, Chris. Uh, so you're up two to one. Next question, next question. Guys, baseball is back. Baseball is Woo! back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But but they still have a lot of issues. You know, will baseball ever regain its dominance like it's had in years and decades past? 
or will it become an afterthought in the next 30 and 40 years? And I, and I think the reason this question is coming up is because baseball has not been able to market themselves well over this past decade or two. I mean, a lot of these other leagues are, are um, advertising on Instagram or Twitter or, or uh, TikTok, and they're allowing their fans to put that information out there as well and put these highlights up. But baseball does not allow it. They, they completely they can take it down immediately, and then they say this is you know licensed. You can't use it. Um, also, out of all the leagues, they have the oldest average age of 57 years old, and this is from a 2017 survey. So, will baseball ever regain its dominance? Well, thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. You know, baseball is one of those sports that was the original dominant game. You know, I, I believe that they kind of, they have been slacking quite a bit recently, and that shows with that average age of a viewer. It's, it's kind of ridiculous that 57-year-old is the average age. That means that there's just as many 70-year-olds watching as there are 25-year-olds, and that cannot be good for the sport. Um, so having said that, I believe that marketing is temporary. I believe that bad marketing can go away and be replaced by good marketing, and I believe that baseball can have a resurgence. Now, if they can be the most dominant sport again, that I have a tough time believing. I believe that football has got the stranglehold right now, and I don't see them giving it up anytime soon. So I don't see baseball being number one in a very long time. But I do think that with the right marketing, and like you said, with the ability to open up the sport to you know technology nowadays and allowing people to share the sport with each other, because baseball can be an exciting sport. There are so many exciting moments in baseball. Think about turning a great double play. You know, the shortstop hopping over the uh, over the man sliding into second to try and throw it to first. Uh, or you talk about a triple play. You talk about a throw out at home. And I'm just talking defensive plays here. That doesn't even count the offensive plays. Tim Anderson uh, going home from a sacrifice fly at second. You know what I mean? Those types of plays are amazing and beautiful to watch. And baseball needs to know that the fans want to watch that too. And they want to watch it immediately. Baseball needs to get their act together so they be, they can become a sport that is more geared towards the youth. Um, you know, the old fogies are still going to watch baseball. They're going to love baseball no matter what. We just need more young people to see it. And I think that's going to be the most important thing. Change your marketing baseball, and you're going to be a lot better. Chris, what you got? Your Honor, we've seen this happen before. And we, ha- we had it happen when the three of us were old enough to understand what was going on. Remember 1998? Chicks dig the long ball. Remember that? You see, 1997, baseball was experiencing something very much like this, where people were leaving the game. They weren't watching anymore. And Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa changed everything the following season. Now, they cheated. We found out years later. But the excitement came back to the game because of that and it brought people who weren't watching before into it it brought in the younger crowd and those people stayed with baseball so i heard the argument recently that millennials will be the final generation to care about baseball and after that baseball will eventually just become an afterthought i hope that's not true because i love baseball i think it's great but we need more people like Tim Anderson to appeal to the new generation. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a White Sox fan. Tim Anderson said we need to bring excitement back to the game. We need to have fun. We need to stop worrying about these unwritten rules. And we need to get out there and compete and have a good time and go crazy, right? And it works. And people love that. 
you have a handful of these players in Major League Baseball. But a handful is not enough, right? So what it's going to take is it's going to take a new commissioner, somebody like Adam Silver. Adam Silver's done a great job with the NBA. But somebody who has an open mind. Right. Somebody who's got an open mind. Somebody who's willing to move the game forward and stop living 50, 60, 70 years ago. Move it on and highlight these players. Give them an opportunity. Get them onto social media. Stop it with this taking stuff down. Make the TikToks. Make the GIFs. Have some fun. That's how you're going to get the younger fans into the ballpark, onto your, onto their TV. That's how you're going to get onto their TVs, and that's how you're going to loop them in to understand what, what baseball really is and how fun it can be and how fun the experience can be going to a game because they don't understand it yet. They don't know. So let's, let's get them there. Other than just taking our, you know, the kids going with their old dad. Well, that's boring. I mean, I tried to take my kids to a baseball game. They could have cared less. They wanted the ice cream. They wanted the food, but that's about it. We have to change the perception, and it's going to take a different mindset and a new commissioner of baseball. I'm not saying Rob Manfred is the worst thing ever, but I'm saying he's not moving things forward. Oh, no, forward. he is. He's kind of a He turd. doesn't like baseball. I didn't want to come right out and say it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. So he's a baseball commissioner that hates baseball. He's it, a it could be way, it could be worse, but it could be so much better. It could be way, way better if they got the right person in that position to move things forward. The owners need to wake up and the commissioner needs to change. That's, that's some great points, Chris. Um, and, and I want to, you know, kind of throw this out there as well. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people feel that the the game needs to change. Um, you know, be it the the length of the game is a little too long for these young kids. You know, being at three hours, three uh, two and a half hours is too long. Uh, that's shooting up to two hundred uh, two hours fifteen minutes, or uh, you know, put a, a pitch clock. So, um, like you know, Mark Burley, you know, they kind of go through it a little bit quicker. Um, and you know, I, I see a big big smile on Peter's there, Peter's uh, uh, face there. But all right. My suggestion, and it's actually my suggestion, I got this from um, listening to Waddle and Sylvie, and a caller came in with this suggestion, but I thought it was a good one, I want to get you guys' opinion on it. So his, his thought was that in every other sport, in the final moments of the game, you know who's going to get the ball. So in basketball, your best player is going to touch the ball, is going to have the ball in their hand. On football, you know, the quarterback's going to try to throw it to the best wide receiver, give it to, um, you know, their star running back, whoever it may be. It's going to be a star player. Uh, but in baseball, that's a little difficult. I already like right? where you're going with this. With, with the lineup. I, so, I, can, I can smell what you're stepping in already, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in the ninth inning and beyond, the manager gets to choose the lineup. So he chooses yes. the three players yep. that go up there in each Love one of those it. innings. So you guys. I am and, all and, for that. And tell me, and tell me why why you guys uh, like that. I'll tell you right oh, now. It's, I mean, it's, it's a great idea simple. because I don't want Chris to talk right now. Go so ahead. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Your Honor, that is a fantastic idea that you brought up. Uh, Waddle and Sylvia, the caller, he did a great job, but you're the one that made it live for us, and I appreciate that, Your Honor. It is a great, no, it's, honestly, it is a great idea because you're right. It, it, you're allowing the best players to be the most clutch players. Not only that, but you're also allowing the baseball manager to have more of a say in the sport. They say right now that managers, you know, especially with the DH being a universal thing, managers are going to have less and less to do nowadays. So it's going to be important for them to have another aspect of the job. And I, I, I love that. I never thought about that myself, but I think that is a genius idea. 
Chris, yeah, think about it like this. You bring in, you choose the pitcher that comes in, right? You've got your bullpen now. I think, what's the difference there? I mean, you get to choose your lineup in the ninth inning and beyond? Heck yeah, let's do it. I'm 100% in on that, and that's another way, to my point from before, how you bring more excitement into the game and how you get fans to be involved. Yeah. Actually, Chris, that was my point from the orig- for my original thing. I know you talked for a while, so Alex, you know. I got you, I got you. No, but... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you, you get to Same see, idea, though. I think you get to see the star players. Yeah, you get to see the star True. player go out there at the end of the game, and you know that he's going to be out there, and which, which is great. It's, it's a great idea, and that's why uh, I wanted to bring it to you guys' intelligence and get your thoughts on it. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah. If I may, I'm, my apologies, but it would bring it would also bring just a lot more to like the talk of baseball, too. Like, imagine those bar conversations. All right, who are you starting in the ninth, you know? And not just saying which pitcher are you starting in the ninth, but what's your lineup in the ninth? Let's say the Sox are down three to one. You know, are you going to have Tim Anderson lead off? You're going to have Larry Garcia lead off. You're going to have uh, Jose Abreu lead off. What are you going to do, huh? You're going to let Luis uh, Robert do do his thing? Oh, my mercy! That that I, I mean, just thinking about that makes me more excited. And I already love baseball, so they've already got me hook, line, and sinker. But I can't imagine how that'd be a bad thing. You, the only thing that could go south there would be if you have that Scotty Pippen Tony Kukoc situation where the manager picks three to go to bat. And there's the star player that's like, what about me? I have 55 home runs this season. Why am I not out there? Right? But, but why so, wouldn't he be out there, though? Why, why do you think he would he would sit him down? Depends on your team. Matchups. Depends on your team. Yeah. Yeah, it also depends on the matchup. You know, yep. it, it all makes a difference. Yeah, lefties, 100%. righties pitching, it, it depends. I got you. I got you. But, yeah, I thought it was a great idea. Um, so, uh, Pete, I'm giving you this one because I want this to be a tie going into the last question. So, sorry, Chris. You guys made similar points. <laughs> yeah, we agree 100%. <laughs> Pretty so much, I'm giving, yeah. I'm giving, I'm giving the tie to Pete And, by Pete the way, here. Theo Epstein would be an amazing commissioner. I'm putting that down right now. That'd be great. I don't think he wants to do it, but he would be the guy because he loves the sport. He yep. would be the perfect. And, and he's always looking to improve it and always open-minded to improving that for sure. All right. So the last question, and this is for the win. Ben Simmons is playing to file a grievance. I mean, he left he left the 76ers. He started shaking their hands saying, hey, you know, it's no hard feelings. Uh, you know, Doc Rivers, it wasn't your fault. You know, I don't have anything against you, even though he felt like you didn't, you're not playing for me. So I'm going to feel offended. But anyway, he, he, leaves, he leaves the team. Uh, happy about the trade, and then now after uh, has it been about a month or uh, at least three weeks, he's looking to file a grievance against the 76ers to reclaim the funds that he lost for sitting out the start of the season. Does Ben have a point, or is he a biatch? Chris, you go first. Sounds very similar uh, to last last week. It does. I like <laughs> I like the biatch, so I brought that back. <laughs> Uh, I mean, here's the thing. A, a lot of what he did, he did to himself. So, yeah, he's a bitch. All right. I don't Pete, have what you got? to say. <laughs> Short and sweet. Now, Your Honor, I am just a simple suburban oh, amateur geez. lawyer. We've already discussed this. <laughs> that is what I am. Ben Simmons right now is shooting his shot, which is more than we can say what he did last playoffs. Am I right? <laughs> anyway. He's giving it a shot right now. I I get it. You know, I don't even think that he's doing it. Most likely his agent, his lawyers are the ones that are trying to do this, trying to recoup any money just because he lost a ton of money by sitting out. The problem is, is that I don't know that Ben Simmons wants to play basketball or that he loves playing basketball. 
This is one of those situations where you have somebody who's really good at something, but does not, it just doesn't feel like they've got the heart. This is kind of the Eddie Curry situation. So Ben Simmons, in my opinion, is a biatch, but not for that reason. I, I, I believe that's his lawyers and that's his agents. They are, they are paid handsomely to be biatches. So that's what they're doing. But Ben Simmons is one in his own right for his own reasons. And I don't even want to call him the B word. I want to call him a punk ass fool. Punk ass fool. He He's a punk, punk ass fool. Because you know what? He's a grown ass person and he has an agent. And I get what you're saying there, Peter. But if if you're a respectable person with a conscience and you know you made that choice, I get it financially. Sure. But I've said it before about other people. Be a grown up. And own your actions, because these are your actions, friend. Punk-ass fool. You know, Chris, I like that. I was going to go for for Peter, but because, especially because you didn't elaborate. But you elaborate just a touch. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the win on this one. He's a punk-ass fool. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> Better luck next time. Darn it. And thank you for coming. Come on, it was b <laughs> And that is Hardcap Court. Thank you for playing. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Court has been dismissed, and we have introduced a guest into the forum. Matthew, how you doing this evening, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome. Always, always happy to have you, sir. We're going to get to you in a second. I'm sure you'll be answering some Alex's questions as well. But speaking of, it is time for Alex's trivia questions of the week. Alex, you are a busy man. Take it away, sir. Theme song, Chris. It's about to be that time. When Alex asks his stupid trivia questions full of collusion. <laughs> Man. Always, always. Just that was, that was your best one yet. It's haunting. It was beautiful. Quite. <laughs> Thanks. Best one yet. All right. First question for uh, Chris to get wrong over here. All right. Uh, this player... <laughs> <laughs> This player holds the Clippers, <laughs> fantastic franchise, the Clippers. This player holds Ugh. the Clippers record for the most minutes at 40.1 and field goals made at 11.1 and attempts made at 22.1 per game. Many consider him to be the greatest Clipper of all time. Who is this player? A, Chris Paul. B, Kawhi Leonard. C, Bob McAdoo. D, Bill Walton, or E, none of the above. I'm Matt, gonna we're going to go with you none first. Of the above. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he saw both of us go right for the answer. He saw it. I'm going with none of the above for this one. None of the above for Matt. That's E. E for none of the above. Peter? You know, Alex, I am just a simple suburban guy who answers questions, but... I think that it is a Christopher Paul. Chris Paul. Good good guess. Good guess. Now, Chris, are you sure you want to guess the same as somebody else here? Let me hear the stats again. Uh, it's uh, 40.1 minutes a game. Field goals made is 11.1. And field goal attempts is 22.1. None of the above. None of the above. Like I said, in the future... None of the above will be an answer, but this is not that time. <laughs> I was kind of worried about that. I really was worried about that. 
<laughs> this is not that time. Great, great guest with Chris Paul. Uh, but it is not. It is Bob McAdoo. Bob yeah, McAdoo. I should have known better. And I oh, think they were they were called the yeah the Braves at that time. But all right. So Bob McAdoo. Mm-hmm. Next question. The Buffalo Braves. There we go. Next question. This current NBA Sorry. player has the NBA record with a winning percentage of 74.5%. And uh, the record is any player who's played at least 500 games gets on this list. So whenever he's on the court, he wins 74.5% of the time. He's a current NBA player. Is it A, Giannis Antetokounmpo, B, LeBron James, C, Kawhi Leonard, D, Steph Curry, or E, none of the above? Pete, go with you first. You know, the guy that I'm going to talk about has been winning his entire career, even when he was a rookie. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. I believe that was B. That was C, Kawhi Leonard. C, Kawhi Leonard. Thank you. My answer was also Kawhi Leonard. So C, C, is that your C? Yes, C, C. Kawhi Leonard. All right, C, Kawhi Leonard. Matthew, C, yes, yes, C. <laughs> I'll go with C Curry. C Curry, C Curry. That's yes. <laughs> well, Matt, I'm gonna That's give right. you, I'm gonna give you C <laughs> as the answer with Kawhi Leonard, and you all got the same answer correct. Bravo, Kawhi Leonard is the answer. So you're all tied. Going to the third question. You're here. giving him the letter and Did not the name. I don't I'm confused by that, but okay. I go by the you letter you choose. The system, Pete. Yeah. I go by the letter you choose, not the name you pick. <laughs> C- this is the worst. This is why you get the trivia songs you get. <laughs> all right. Question number three. There are only two players in NBA history that have averaged 20 points and 20 rebounds per game in more than one year. One is Wilt Chamberlain, Chris. I was going to say Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Who Nailed is it. the other? All right. Options are A, Jerry Lucas, B, Dolph Shays, C, Nate Thurman, D, Bill Russell, or E, Wilt Chamberlain. Chris? But we know it's Wilt Chamberlain already. You... Botched your question. I didn't botch my question. Done a Dolph Shays. That's a joke. (laughs) But go ahead. A. You pick A, Jerry Lucas. Matt. Read them off one more time, please. (laughs) A, Jerry Lucas. B, Dolph Shays. C, Nate Thurman. D, Bill Russell. Or E, Wilt Chamberlain. We'll go with D this time. D, Bill Russell. Peter? So you'd think it was Bill Russell, but I don't know that he averaged 20 points per game very often. I'm going to go with, uh, I believe it was C, Nate Thurmond. Nate Thurmond. By the way, we brought up the fact that Nate Thurmond is the first one to have a well, record a quadruple double. He actually did it with the Chicago Bulls. I was not aware of that, but yeah, with I the Bulls. I was not aware of that either. That must have been very early. In the Bulls season, or well, franchise. Yeah, in the Bulls season. You're right. All right. Uh, so the answer is A, Jerry Lucas. And congrats, Chris. You're winning this one going into the last question. Remember, 
This one is weighed Thanks. slightly heavier. So if Peter gets it, <laughs> then he could win the whole thing. Here we go. <laughs> this player was a highly ranked high school quarterback, but decided to focus on basketball. Thought it was more difficult. It was a more difficult path to the pros as a black quarterback. He went on to win the NIT title at Southern Illinois University before going to the NBA. Who is that player? Now, Matthew, you went to Southern Illinois University, right? Correct. All right. So you might know this. It's in your history books. I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> the multiple choice is A, Allen Iverson, B, Nate Archibald, C, Isaiah Thomas, D, Walt Frazier, or E, Wilt Chamberlain. We're going to go with Chris first here. This is for the game, Chris. For the game. Give me, give me the choices again. One more time. Sure. A, Allen Iverson. B, Nate Archibald. C, Isaiah Thomas. D, Walt Frazier. Or E, Wilt Chamberlain. This is tough between Nate Archibald and Isaiah Thomas. And I can't remember where Isaiah Thomas ended up going to school. He's from Chicago. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to go with Nate Archibald. Nate Archibald. Matt? You, you know, Matt, I think, knows this because he went to Southern. I think, Peter, you know this too, didn't you? There's statues of this guy all over the place. <laughs> all yeah, over the I went place. to Western. <laughs> we went to Western. Anyway. I right. went to Western, bro. I don't care Matt, where you went. <laughs> Matt went to Southern. But there was another school you went to. I thought it was further south. Anyway, Peter? <laughs> I also went to Illinois State University. Illinois State. Mean. There we go. There we go. I made my, I made my rounds. I also <laughs> only visited a few hours at away. Southern. <laughs> yeah. So I can People visited me, so then by that, by that correlation, you all should know it. There we go. I don't recall ever hearing this fact mentioned once by anybody going there, but I, w- I was going to go with the same guess as Chris from when I heard that list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hear that guess. B. B, Nate Archibald. All right, Peter, this is for the win. Alex, un- I, I, I hate to say I, I do believe that they are correct with Nate Tiny Archibald being, uh, being the correct answer, but since they already chose that, and the only way for me to win is to differentiate myself, I'm going to go with D, Walt Clyde Frazier. Walt Clyde Frazier. So I picked this, um, and I was hoping that that Chris would get confused with Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson actually was a really highly ranked quarterback. He was actually higher ranked in uh, as a QB than he was a basketball player, but he was forced to like, play basketball. Wasn't he throwing balls to Randy Moss? No, uh, him and Randy no. Moss went to the same high school, but he no, didn't think go you, to. Southern you think Illinois. about Jason Williams? Iverson didn't go to Southern. Yeah, but okay, you know, maybe. I, yeah, no, you're right. My bad. Yeah, I get but, those uh, mixed up all the time. But yes, uh, so it, it is not Isaiah Thomas. We were really close to making that guess. And, and it's not Will Chamberlain, although he's done a lot of things here. <laughs> uh, and it is not Nate Tiny Archibald. The correct answer is D. Walt Frazier, who was a heck of a basketball player, won two championships with the Knicks. Good one, Peter. And of course, a Hall of Famer. So, Pete, you win again. Good job. Sorry, Chris. Better next time. Nice job. Thank you. That was that was a good one, Peter. Well done. This this simple suburban trivia question answerer is very happy to have won. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> All right, and question for the fans here. 
It's an easy one. I, I know everyone can get it. Which NBA player scored eight points in 8.9 seconds in an NBA playoff game? I'll read it again. Which NBA player scored eight points in 8.9 seconds in an NBA playoff game? All right, and Alex will be sharing that question on our Twitter page. You'll be sure to follow us at the Hardcap Cast. Once again, that's at the Hardcap Cast, both on Twitter and or Instagram. All right, moving on. Alex, once again, thank you very much for those questions. Before we move on, you are a gentleman and a scholar each and every time. Matthew, it's time to get into some deep thought questions. What do you have for... Oh, actually, before we ask you that, Chris, Hmm. let's hear the theme music. You sure? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Here we go. When you want to have a good time, you got to call Matt. He's going to get answers wherever you're at. Matt gets answers. Oof. Love that tune. Beautiful. That one sounded rehearsed. I actually just wrote it down while you guys were talking about that last thing. <laughs> it, popped, it popped into my head, and I'm like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> Funny thing is, he wrote the music for yeah, it well he, just now. Just scribbled it all out there. Yeah. The fact that you wrote it is really impressive. <laughs> I'm or sad. I'm not I'm quite like, sure I which yet. Myself forget that. That's too good. <laughs> it sounds like a bathroom stall. It's inappropriate, but funny. <laughs> oh, well done, Chris. <laughs> Always well done, Matthew. What do you have for us this week, sir? All right, let's kick it off here. So the first one: If you could be a pro NBA player, what era would you want to play in? Like decades and decades ago, when the league was still forming. Maybe a little later, maybe the rough 80s, maybe the Jordan era in the 90s, maybe later now you like sort of the the style they play now, lots of three-pointers, but you also got the social media aspect of it. When would you want to play? Can I have a Chris. time machine? Because if I'm using a time machine, I would take my skills that I had at my peak and I would travel back in time to when the league was forming and I would be the probably like greatest player of all time for the first, I don't know, six months, you know? <laughs> and so like I would live in that fame like crazy. And then I hop back in my time machine and poof, I'm gone. And people be like, he was so good. And then he was just not there anymore. And I'm like, I dr- drive my DeLorean back to present day. You, you, you had- Hello, Bob, <laughs> Bob Cousy. You got to check this out, man. <laughs> You remember that that nice. player you've been looking for? <laughs> Back to the you, future references. <laughs> you would have been earning peanuts uh, though. Peanuts. Like they would have given you like who cares? fifty dollars. <laughs> Who for cares? The six months get that back, you were great at. I'd get back to the I'd get back to the future. Huh? And then I would see myself in the record books and be like, Yes, that's me, kids. See what I did there? I drove my DeLorean. And I did you drove this. My DeLorean. And I picked up this almanac <laughs> while I was there. Here you go. Matthew, I am so excited you asked that question because I want to play right the heck now in the <laughs> NBA. I want to be on a current team. I would love to be, you know, 13th man on the Nets or something like that, just so I can get a – I want to be, the, I wanna be the, the high five guy. I want to be the, the funky handshake guy. I want to be – the human victory cigar that goes out there. Cause I'll still be making about five to $6 million a year. And you know, if that's the case, you can live pretty comfortably and have a lot left over for fun or, you know, saving, yep. I guess, but that's not important. Um, anyway, 
that would be my choice. Um, I would have absolutely, and, and I'm assuming we're taking our skills. Is that correct? I mean, taking your skills. Well, like Chris said, I could take my skills at my peak and bring them back to now and play now. You want to play now? Where, where are you taking it to? Well, he would find himself in the past when he was at his peak and bring that, that self to I, now. I think you guys are overestimating your own abilities here. This isn't real <laughs> like you guys are Matt, ever doing this. I want no you to hear machine? something. At my peak, <laughs> at my peak, I was almost dunking on Alex's hoop, all right? <laughs> When it, yeah, it was like a nine-foot hoop. It was lowered a little bit, no, slightly. No, no, driveway. You got you a slope driveway. Bit. We could all get close to dunking uh, on Chris, that. nine-foot hoop, you could almost Chris. dunk from the, the high end of the driveway. Maybe not me, <laughs> but everybody else. <laughs> you could fan the rim. So, so, Matt, I, I just clarification. Mm. So, I am, yeah. I am taller. I am an average height basketball player. Let's say 6'7". Yeah, you're like a... a a legit player, but you'd be a legit for that time. Like you can't be. I think Chris is a, a tad bit cheating. Like you can't be like the modern day all star and then magically transport. It'd be like you'd be oh, an average NBA okay. player in that time. In that, that time, I'd still say right. current. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, current I mean, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot less physical uh, current, and uh, you obviously get paid more, but. I'm I'm a fan of the '90s. I I love that Bruzum Knicks uh, Detroit style basketball where you know you, you're pounding down low and uh, occasionally you, you toss it out for the three. But um, yeah, I I would pick the '90s. I would like to be uh, uh I would I would consider myself a a Charles Oakley type player. That's the type of player that I would want to. Well, that my skill set realistically skill set. If I was a a peak <laughs> NBA player, that's who I would be. <laughs> You would be fantastically dirty, Alex. That would be amazing. Yeah, and, and Peter knows yeah. this because we we kind of uh, played that way in our intramural basketball league <laughs> over the, that one summer. Yep. We, <laughs> we knew this guy was uh, taller was... and and much better than us, and we just used our muscle to <laughs> pound the heck out of him. <laughs> it's like chopping down a tree, man. That's what you got to do. Strategery. Yeah, for me... I, I would choose the 90s as well. One, because I, I think the, the style of play was interesting, and that's what I gravitate towards the most. But also, I think that's like the last great era before social media became such a huge part of the game. I, I would be stressed out by that today, being like a celebrity oh, where a very you have call. to like manage that that persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 90s right. would definitely be my second choice. Like the, the early 2000s, that was just kind of a slow time in the league. Um, same thing with like the 70s. It would either be the 80s or the 90s. You guys are right. F, you know, the money nowadays is way too good to pass up, but 70s or 80s were definitely. But, I mean, if you're sorry, making 80s 90s were a million dollars in the 90s, you know, that's probably equivalent to $5 million today. So. I don't know if that's an exact ratio there. It's not far it off. Right. I think I think it's like, you know, three, three point five million, maybe four million, but it's not far off. Any fans out there listening, tell us the ratio of inflation from the nineties to today. How far would one million go in the nineties to today? I'm curious. Hey Matt, a uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, one million dollars in nineteen ninety equals two point one five million dollars today. <laughs> I over-exaggerate it's a touch. <laughs> but, right. but to be honest, you wouldn't be getting $5 million as a 12th man on the team, Peter. I think you would. No. 
Oh, I would. I mean, league <laughs> minimum anyway. Like, who cares? I take that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'll, I'll I think have, I'll take Leon. I'll take Leon Rose as my agent. I'll make my five million. <laughs> but I think I think minimum is a million dollars. I actually know what the league minimum was in the '90s because in that one like economics class where you get to choose your profession and plan out like your salary and career and everything and try to be realistic with it. They did a lottery where two people got to choose any career they wanted to make it not be like, so everyone's super rich. Everyone else had to get regular jobs. And I was one of the people who got the lottery and I chose basketball. And they said you had to start with the minimum salary, which was $250,000. Okay. Which is a good amount of money back in those days. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. that's not the nowadays. That'd be minimum. like eight million dollars, right, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't exaggerate that much. Come on. <laughs> How much do you suppose right. Dusty Applebottom was making? Was that was that that baseball player, mm-hmm. Peter? What was the name of that baseball player? Was it Dusty Applebottoms or something? <laughs> yes, I believe that actually was his name, Chris. Wow, you've yeah. got a great memory, man. Something like that. Dusty Tobias oh, Applebottom. I don't know. I, I don't think that was it. It was something close bottom. to that, though. No, no, no. DTA. He was a. Uh, he was all around it. <laughs> okay. And on that note, so I think we've all heard that recently they're they're rebooting, remaking. White men can't jump. So that begs the question: What classic sports movies would you like to see a reboot of, and what one do you think they should never make a reboot of? I'll go first. Don't okay. ever make a remake of Air Bud. Okay? <laughs> Turn that off. You suck. Yeah, uh, I think the I eight would... sequels were enough, Chris. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Um, but I, I think movies like, um, you know, Brian's Song is, is a classic, and I don't know that I would want to see that remade. But Hoosiers would be one that would be cool. Like, a, take a Hoosiers concept but not about Hoosiers and apply it to, I don't know, North Carolina in the 1980s. Would you call that losers? Call it, dude, Michael Jordan. All right, so. Alex? So um, I would say one that they should never remake because it was just perfect the way they did the first time. It would be difficult to recreate that magic. Um, And I think they've had like continuations of it and they've all, they didn't do that well anyway, but the Sandlot Gang. I think that's just perfect the way it is. You you cannot remake that movie. It's it's just a classic. All right, and for the one that um, I think I would love to see again is um, Space Jam, but have it done better and without LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> who who would be so your new guy in Space Jam? With Michael Jordan, Jordan again. <laughs> Well, he has to make a cameo. Scotty Pippen this time. Right. He comes in afterwards. He's like, man, Michael didn't do anything for you guys. Let me really help you out, all right? <laughs> Listen to me, Bugs. Uh, but no, Michael has to make a cameo in this one. But um, who who would I pick? Um, I, I don't know Zach yet. Levine. I don't know yet. Good choice. Zach Levine. Zach Levine's a good one. He's a good one. Um, I think uh, right now... Lamelo Ball, I think he's an exciting. No, actually, no, John Morant. John Morant, that's who I would pick. John Morant, exciting player, uh, one of the most exciting players in the NBA right now. All right, Matt, the movie that they do not ever need to remake again because it is essentially a perfect film is the, uh, I believe, nineteen ninety somewhere around that era film Rudy. 
Rudy is a beautiful movie about a walk-on who did everything he could but still couldn't make the football team until a bunch of players were threatened to quit until he did. Um, Rudy is a beautiful movie. I will take that. I'll just keep watching that one. I don't need a remake of that one. What I could use a remake of and what I think would actually update nicely if they did it correctly would be Major League. I would love to see That's an update of Major League. Good choice. I think you've got the right stars yeah, nowadays good. to be able to do it. Um, John C. Riley as the head coach or as the manager of the team. Um, you've got a bunch of great young uh, young talent. Um, you know, you could have Michael B. Jordan. You could have a Lamorne Morris. You could have a bunch of great comedic actors be in that movie. Um, and as the Charlie Sheen character, hear me out here. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> one of the Jonas Brothers. Why? What? Okay. One of the Jonas Brothers. You lost me there. Because it wouldn't be he wouldn't be a badass. No, no, he wouldn't be a badass. He'd be a preening, a preening like social media star. And that's how he would be like, you know, separated from the team is because he had that attitude. So like I a think Jamie a remake Tart. of Major League would be great. Jamie Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my answers. All good choices. For me, what I don't need to see a reboot of is Rookie of the Year. Not because it was a, a beautiful movie, just because I've seen it. I don't really need to see <laughs> that. need to happen again. We've already, already done that story, right? <laughs> and then, Peter, I do agree with you on the Rudy aspect, but what I want to see is like, maybe not a reboot, but just how that would look in modern day. It's like college football has changed so much. Like maybe it's like Rudy's kid and like the dad even gives him some advice or something, but he's in like a same position where he's far from being like the best on the team. But like what that modern day struggle is like for college. I like that. So instead of Rudy, it'd be like Jerry Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay. that, that's not a bad idea. I, I don't know, man. I, I still Rudy is just such a classic movie, and the, the time frame that it was in. I'm not going to disagree with you, man. That was a good idea. Okay, I'll take it. All right, and then we'll stick with the movie theme here for the next question. So let's harken back to those days where you were talking about your intramural team, where you all had the jumpsuits. Let's make a movie about that. Yeah, I mean, who would you want playing you? Hmm. Hmm. Boy. Uh, if I could go first, I would choose Paul Walter Hauser. If you guys are familiar with him, he was in the I, Tanya movie and also a bunch of other movies. Look him up if you get a chance. Paul Walter Hauser should be playing me. Why? Uh, because he has that. I feel like he would he would be able to embody the skill that I had on the basketball court, which is the ability to take up space and to yell things <laughs> out to other players. That's a good one. All right. I would stick with a Paul also, but I'm going to go with a young Paul Rudd because he's funny and he's sarcastic and, you know, he looks like me a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not going to like Chris. Actually, with that plaid shirt on, you've got quite a little Paul Rudd thing going. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Can you do a Paul Rudd impersonation? No. I, I, that's one that I haven't even ever tried. So <laughs> Is there a Paul Rudd impersonation? I thought it's just like random white guy. Hey, I'm Paul Rudd. <laughs> I feel like it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, isn't that me? <laughs> Random white guy. White guy. <laughs> hey, that, that guy no, no. over there. Hilarious. He's not that memorable. Yeah. 
He's just that guy. I don't know what his name is. He's just a dude. <laughs> just a big movie star, random white guy. <laughs> Alex? Um. So I, I have two two people in mind because I've been thinking about this for many years now. Uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say one. <laughs> I'm gonna say one, but I know you guys aren't gonna like it, so I'll I'll come back with the the second one. But the first one, I mean, we're almost the same person. We have uh, equal skill sets. But uh, Lin Manuel, I mean, who else would be play a better Alex Navarro than Lin Manuel? So if we're all agreement on that. <laughs> Then we can just move I'm on. In. I thought you were going to say Michael Jordan. 100%. And I was going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> that was his second choice, I'm sure. That was my second I choice. Your basketball skills. Was it your second choice? <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, no, I was going to say Lamorne Morris, but. <laughs> but he can play Michael he Jordan. Is, he can play Michael Jordan he has if he wants to. play to. himself. He's the only one who could play himself. No, no, no. He plays me. Michael Jordan plays Lamorne. That's, that's the way that goes. You sure that's you want him totally to play you? Legit. I feel like he's going to say dumb things. No, no, I'm gonna stick with have. uh, I'm gonna stick with Lin Manuel, and he can do a little dance act, like I would do in front of you guys. Yeah, I bet Alex, your basketball Lin-Manuel's... skills are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And he is not Ouch. nearly the lyricist you are. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Yeah, you read a mean speech. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can he ever rhyme anything with Nastalinga? I don't think so. <laughs> To be to be fair, I invented the word Nasalinga. I did not rhyme anything with it. <laughs> oh, the fact you invented it is all that counts. And he Matt, didn't even write your, that. Uh, no, no, no. Hmm? But he he brought it to life. That's what he did. The beauty Matthew, of it. Who is your uh, who is your acting doppelganger? You'll be our coach. I wasn't in this. You'll be our coach. This team, but yeah. So if if I was the coach, hmm, I'll go with you know just. An, a modest Brad Pitt, you know, something like that. I can see it. Very That's modest. That. Very That's modest. A very clear choice. <laughs> Especially no, I really, in the I, hair, the muscles, and the face. I mean, you've got it. It's all right there. Yeah, I just need all of those things, and then I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> right here. Are we ready for the question out of left field? The part of the show where the only part of this question has to do with sports other than this intro. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. So, th- Sports. There have been talks about some rule changes to on who wants to be a millionaire of the phone a friend where you have to take their answer. I can't verify if this is true or not, but I heard this. That when you call them up and they say something, currently or used to be, you'd say yes or no, I agree with you. Now it has to be if they give you an answer, you have to take it. Let's assume that's true. So my question to you is, if you were on that show, who would your phone-a-friend be? Interesting question. Interesting question. Lucky for me, I know somebody who always wins trivia. So, gosh, I'd probably have to call Peter. But you know what? Actually, no, screw that. Matt, I would call you. Like, if I was in if I was in a bad spot, I would call you. <laughs> I, would, I would try to get an answer out of you, actually. Interesting. <laughs> Do you know why, Matt? Look, look, look behind you, Matt. Go ahead. Look behind you. I, I can see it on the screen. Uh-huh. That's why I would call you. <laughs> All these He's books a learned that I haven't read. Many leather-bound books. He has books and a Roman statue behind him. That that means he knows business and things. 
Yeah, but Chris, have you seen my my Buddha with a bottle of Malort in the background? <laughs> oh God, you have Malort. Oh, oh, I, I that is probably Malort. so much more relevant to no. trivia. Oh no, and Peter's a trivia trivia bowl champion with, with Kevin, so I guess I should probably <laughs> go on that route. I do like to learn useless stuff. Boy, who would I pick? That is a great question. You know, if I had to do it, I think I would pick our our friend and sometimes guest, Patrick McCumber. I think that mm. Pat has got a, a wide range of knowledge, specifically when it comes to sports, food, um, many other things. I believe that Pat would have the answer to those items. I'm going to go with Pat. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Now, um, I'd first like to mention that I was not aware that this show was still on the air. So I'm I'm shocked even to hear that. When when does it come on? Is oh yeah, it, very much the same. Is it a, is it a daytime show now? Probably. <laughs> but how how are you keeping up with this news? <laughs> it's on the radio this morning. All right. Well, just merely of the fact that you are aware of these things, I'm gonna be giving call uh, to Matt because he knows obviously things that are going on more than we do. <laughs> so Matt, I'm calling you. Give me the right answer. Although I, I hate that idea because um, I think one of the first winners of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I think he, he used the phone a friend, but it was only to tell his, I think his dad that he had won and he knew the answer. So I guess you could still do that because the dad never gave him an answer. But, you know, if he blurted out, pick A, you know, <laughs> then maybe, maybe things could have gone wrong. Screwed. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Interesting. I would choose James Holtzauer, the Jeopardy protege. <laughs> See, you know his name. Well, I'm not really they said phone a friend. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? A friend. Are you and James close? <laughs> I, I would become friends with him if I was going on a show. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I know he's a Naperville guy, so the option, the possibility is there. But this is a long play by Matt. He's gonna he's gonna get in with the guy, be friends, mm-hmm. get his name on the the bozo waiting list that you know, like bozo used to have. <laughs> To get on to who yes. wants to be a millionaire, and then he's going to get on there. Speaking and he's of current call references, Bozo, ladies and gentlemen, no. Bozo. He's, <laughs> he's going to get on the bucket game, and he's going to realize how badly he screwed up. He's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> there's no phone in front in this that one." That was called the grand prize game. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> respect. <laughs> and if that's the case, I'm just going to go Ken Jennings. I mean, come on, right? That's true. We'll have a Jennings Holtzauer reunion or rematch. Good old Ken Jen. Oh, I do have. A balloon update. Oh, you guys are ready. Oh, oh yes, please update us. I'm, I don't I'm think one weekend. Like it. <laughs> I'm what? one weekend here. Who? Me or everyone what? else? Hold up. Really collective group. <laughs> Not long after we made this public bet, my wife decided she no longer wanted to look at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so. She got a broom and stood on a chair and, and was hitting it, and it wasn't coming down. Like She was, like, swatting it, and it was, like, moving, <laughs> but it was stuck to the ceiling. And then, like, she stood on something even higher and hit it again. And once it finally dislodged from where it was on the ceiling, it fell straight down. Oh. It was, like, it was like attached to a light bulb up there. Like, the heat was, like, almost, like, oh. gluing it to it. I would have he, won. You would have won. not have come down. You would have won. <laughs> If it was stuck up oh, there, you would have won. Jamie. So here's what I'm going to need you to do, Matt. I'm going to need you to get another one, okay, when Jamie's <laughs> gone, and and put it up there, 
and then just let her know, like, hey, we got something important we're talking about here, and we're going to get a new bet going. Uh, but it has to be at your house because that's where the bet started. So you got to do it. As, as we told Chris earlier, but. tell her it's work-related. So that's why it yes. needs to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> So, so so to make amends here, none of you really won or lost, and there was foul play. So none of you, in my opinion, deserve an embarrassing story about you. So I'll tell one about me. Ooh, how they're going to tell one about Jamie? To include, no, <laughs> this one also happens to include you, Peter. But I'll take the blame for most of this. This goes back to I don't know. We were probably twenty-ish at the time, and we'd often go to Caribou to get coffee and drinks and we'd do a crossword puzzle and just sort of hang out yes we would we were hanging out we had the newspaper on our table mm-hmm. doing a crossword puzzle and we started thinking to ourselves hmm if we were gonna rob this place <laughs> how would we do it i already love nope. where this is going so, i really do <laughs> well, matt i tell this story to people all the time because it cracked me up so bad when you did this <laughs> so so what what do any good robbers do they write out their plan in detail. <laughs> at the store they're going to be robbing. On a newspaper at the store you're going to do it. Nice and hard on that inky paper. Outline the plan. Even write out, rob caribou <laughs> at the top. That's so great. And then once you finally got your plan nailed down, you lift up the newspaper and see that the imprint has been left on the table perfectly. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> and all that was missing was our social security numbers there. Do yeah. we? Yeah, no, they they had us dead. And there were cameras in that building too. Let's yeah. not forget. Yep. <laughs> Thankfully, most of our our listeners. I mean, even if someone else robbed it, we would have gone down for that, right? Thankfully, most of our listeners our listeners are over uh, thirty five years old. But for our younger listeners, do we have to d- describe what a newspaper is to them, or should we just assume that they know what that is? <laughs> a newspaper was the internet delivered to you on a daily basis <laughs> on ink on yeah, paper. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they used to print out the internet. Yes. The oh man, that was so, a wonderful so story. Can I get closure? I, I almost forgot about that one. Can I get closure to the story? Mm-hmm. How'd you guys uh, wipe that off? I think we just left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what were we going to do? We were 20. We weren't using our brains. Come on. I recall, like, I, I remember this happening, and, like, I, I looked over, and I went, oh, no. And I was just like, I'm gone. I, oh, oh, mercy. Man. That's fantastic. And I don't know oh, if I Matthew. was there with, did you do this a second time in front of me, or was I there the, the first time and original time you did this? I don't recall doing this twice. Okay, so that yeah, I was there the I only time you twice. did this. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't generally this. try to rob places, Chris. That is not our milieu. Well, it's just... You must have been like a silent observer, not commenting on how bad of an idea this was. I didn't know what you were doing. I don't recall any input. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't know what you were doing. Like I was completely caught. I was paying attention to something else, I'm sure. Um, but I remember you drawing... And I was like, oh, he's doing a crossword or drawing or doodling over there, whatever. And then, and I do remember looking over, seeing what you were writing. And I thought it was funny. Like, okay, he's being funny. But then the fact that it went through onto the table. I mean, you guys know me. I was always like, don't make trouble. You know, don't say bad words in public. 
And then that happened, and I'm like, oh, gosh, we got to go. Oh, bananas. <laughs> oh, bananas. This was uh, this was at Caribou Coffee, right? I mean, that that was like, yes. that was our spot. That was basically our, our spot was. during that time. So I, I, I don't think maybe you weren't initially there. Maybe you came in while they were already doing it, Chris, because we just knew that one of us was going to be there <laughs> at that time. <laughs> so it was just our spot. Was like, we were there that. like five was nights like, a week just hanging out. All right, Matt. Well, thank you once again for Matt Gets Answers. Always a rollicking good time, sir. We're going to need to make sure that our friends listen to this one. This was a great, great segment. <laughs> um all right, guys, and that will do it for us tonight on the Hard Cap. On behalf of our co-host Chris and Alex, and of course our special guest Matthew Getz, my name is Peter, and you've been listening to the Hard Cap. Pew, pew, pew.